politics, power, and the people. From Washington, D.C., this is The Week on the Hill. The demand for an investigation into the Democrats was part of the reason that he ordered to withhold funding to Ukraine. The look back to what happened in 2016 certainly was, was part of the thing that he was worried about in corruption with that nation. Then that is absolutely appropriate. But to be clear, what you just described is a quid pro quo. It is funding will not flow unless the investigation into the, into the Democratic server uh, happens as well. We do that all the time with foreign policy. And I have news for everybody. Get over it. There's going to be political influence in foreign policy. With his acknowledgement now that military aid to a vital ally, an ally battling Russia, as we speak, was withheld in part out of a desire by the president to have Ukraine investigate the DNC server or Democrats or 2016. Things have just gone from very, very bad to much, much worse. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and it's been a head-spinning period in Washington. The exchange on Ukraine involving acting White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney with reporters including ABC's Jonathan Carl stunned a lot of people since Mulvaney's comments directly contradicted the position of President Trump. The administration has repeatedly said there was no quid pro quo to withhold hundreds of millions of dollars in military aid so Ukraine would look into various issues involving Democrats, the 20 2016 election and former Vice President Joe Biden. House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff, who said things have gone from very bad to much worse, joined Democrats in condemning Mulvaney's comments. And the comments were quickly walked back by Mulvaney, who, even though they were stated emphatically and with reporter follow-ups, were said to have been misconstrued. And Mulvaney's subsequent statement reiterated there was no quid pro quo. The House's top Republican, Kevin McCarthy, backed up Mulvaney a day later and defended the president. I think Mick was very clear in cleaning up his statement that there was no quick pro quo. I know people today want to say someone's guilty until they're innocent. We know more than the whistleblower. But congressional Democrats say witnesses they've called in the inquiry, including several diplomats, have only built on the details of the whistleblower, whose account led the White House to release a summary of President Trump's call with his Ukrainian counterpart. In the midst of the political tensions involving the impeachment proceedings, the president's decision to withdraw U.S. troops from Syria also had a widespread impact. A meeting of congressional leaders at the White House abruptly ended, with top Democrats walking out and charging that President Trump had a meltdown as they pressed him for answers on what would be done about the Kurds and ISIS. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, and Majority Leader Steny Hoyer spoke to reporters. This is appalling. The president had no plan, no real plan for containing ISIS other than relying on the Syrians and the Turks. He was insulting, particularly to the speaker. She kept her cool completely, but he called her a third-rate politician. It was a meltdown, sad to say. I have been in many, many, many meetings like this. Never have I seen a president treat so disrespectfully a co-equal branch of the government of the United States. But the House's top Republican, Kevin McCarthy, blames Pelosi for playing politics and walking out. She storms out of another meeting 
trying to make it unproductive. The other Democrats stayed and actually had a very productive meeting. Lawmakers say the issue of the impeachment inquiry did not come up during the meeting, but there's an undercurrent of growing strain between the White House and Democrats. And there's also a strain between the White House and some Republicans who are furious about what they consider the abandonment of the Kurds in Syria, and even a break in the violence brokered by Vice President Mike Pence and Secretary of State Mike Pompeo left several GOP lawmakers disappointed. Senator Mitt Romney made scathing comments during a speech on the Senate floor. What we have done to the Kurds will stand as a bloodstain in the annals of American history. The Kurds, out of desperation, have now aligned with Assad. So America is diminished. Russia, Iran, and Assad are strengthened. And so I ask how and why this decision was reached. Anger and frustration among Republicans over the president's decision related to Syria, however, have not caused a break in their ranks related to the impeachment inquiry. Republican lawmakers continue to criticize Speaker Pelosi for not calling a vote by the full House on whether to formally approve the impeachment inquiry. And during a week of testimony from several witnesses, Republicans continually raised questions about why all the proceedings had to be held behind closed doors. New York Republican Lee Zeldin. So if we sound like we're pissed as we stand here, It's because we are. The American people are getting screwed by an enraged liberal activist base demanding impeachment. They don't even care what the crime is. They don't care what the facts are. They don't care what the evidence is. But Pelosi insists they are following the facts. Impeachment is about the truth and the Constitution of the United States. Despite all their political differences, members of both parties agree that the country has lost a great public servant with the death of 68-year-old Maryland Congressman Elijah Cummings. He served for nearly a quarter century in the House and had recently become the chairman of the powerful Committee on Oversight and Reform. He was a key Democratic figure during the impeachment proceedings, and he fiercely fought for Baltimore and the people of his district. During congressional hearings, such as one earlier this year on the treatment of migrant children at the southern border, he called on everyone to a higher purpose. Come on, we're better than that. When we are dancing with the angels, these children will be dealing with the issues that have been presented to them. A moment of silence was held for Cummings on the House floor, a rare moment when Democrats and Republicans shared their grief for a man they all respected. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer and House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy are often at odds, but not when they looked back on the life of Elijah Cummings. McCarthy pointed to the profound moment of the hushed House chamber. When have you ever served in this body that we've been this calm and this quiet and this reflective? Elijah's work is still good with us right now. Hoyer, Cummings' longtime colleague from Maryland, then spoke about his friend with an appeal to his peers. A moment of silence will not be enough to respect the life of Elijah Cummings. What will be enough is we follow his example for a lifetime. Not for a moment, but for a lifetime. If we give one another the respect that he would give to us, If we give one another the consideration that the leader indicated that he gave to him. So, Mr. Speaker, I will ask that we stand for a moment of silence and a lifetime of following an example.
It was a profound moment, and one that should be remembered by lawmakers as they move forward in what will be one of the most dramatic years in the history of the U.S. Congress. I'm Mitchell Miller, and this is The Week on the Hill.